Are you craving community and connection? Welcome to the table. I'm your host and resident serial connector, Haley Westfall. Join me for juicy stories of people to profit and building real relationships to create massive expansion in your business and life. Grab a seat and let's dig in. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the table. On today's episode, we are talking to one of my dearest friends, a true business badass, Jess DeRose. Jess is a former celebrity personal trainer and elementary school teacher who turned her once cute side hustle into a multi-million dollar business in 18 freaking months. Since leaving her teaching job in 2017, Jess has hired a team of incredible heart-centered leaders, served hundreds of clients, and helped them generate over $30 million in revenue while also helping to create $14 million. Jess has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Yahoo Finance, The Today Show, Good Day New York, The New York Post, Shape Magazine, Well and Good, all the places. If you've ever wondered how to build a digital business, you are in the right place. Jess is a true expert in the power of creating an offer to attract dream clients and create a full-time income through the power of digital marketing. In today's episode, we got into so many juicy conversations around leveraging a group program model to create massive scalability, mindset shifts necessary to really stay grounded as an entrepreneur, different seasons of business, and the strategy behind giving it all away for free. I can't wait for you to dig into this combo, so let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so, so excited. Today is an extra special day. We are recording in person at the beautiful Good Vibe Studios right here in Arcadia in Phoenix. It is absolutely stunning and I get to see one of my favorite people in real life. Yes, this is so much better than Zoom. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, oh, you're here from North Carolina. Please meet me in person. Yes, let's make it happen. I'm yes. so excited to be here. I know, I'm so, so happy to have you. You guys, this is Jess DeRose and she she is an absolute powerhouse, an angel of a human, and she just spoke for our collab culture community this week. And she used the phrase drinking from a fire hose. And I don't <laughs> feel like there's anything else that's more accurate, quite frankly. The texts and DMs I was getting afterwards was like, my hand was cramping because I was taking so many freaking notes. I hope they weren't overwhelmed, though. You know? I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't think All so. Right. Okay. So I am so excited you're here. We have so much to talk about. Yes. But tell everyone listening a little bit about you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's such a loaded question. I'm so grateful to be here. <laughs> my name is Jess Glazer-Jerose. Like you said, I'm the founder of Digital Business Evolution, which is really a one-stop shop digital education and marketing company where we teach other people, coaches and service providers, how to take their unique skill set, their lived experience, and really anything that they know, maybe that they went through themselves, and turn that into digital education through courses, coaching programs, masterminds, eBooks, all of that. Yeah. Um, and super long, long story short, I've lived <laughs> a like, lot of so lives. Much, so I've much. I've lived a lot of lives. So I dropped out of my doctorate program of physical therapy when I was in my grad program. I worked in the fashion industry for a little while, lived on my brother's couch in New York City, um, was an elementary school teacher for almost a decade and a celebrity personal trainer for 18 years. And I've been doing this full time since 2017, which is crazy because now that wasn't like just yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and I'm like, if you're watching this on video, you're probably looking at her and like, you are so young. How is this humanly possible? <laughs> I will be 40 in April. Well, you look damn good. Well, thanks. You're very welcome. Thanks. And also, if you're watching on video, we are very unintentionally having a We're twinning matching. moment. And it just like we were aligned today, apparently. I know. The funniest thing was the text this morning of like, <laughs> what are you wearing? I don't know. I don't know either. Cool. See you there. We both walk in with brown body suits on. We're like, oh, cool. <laughs> we're having a chocolate moment. It's fine. <laughs> dark or milk? Ooh. Dark all the way. Depends on the day. Okay. I would say more I more dark than milk, yeah. for sure. Okay. 
Um, okay, so we have so much to talk about. Um, like we're not where, just going to talk about chocolate. Where do we even start? <laughs> yeah, so I we were just chatting before the episode, and I think it's just really fascinating what you've created. And I think just you as a human, you just have this like infectious energy and just the ability to really bring people together and allow people to feel seen and heard, which I think is why I am so like magnetized to you because I think we have so much alignment in that space together. So talk to us about how you kind of bring people together within your offers. Yeah. Um, how do you bring them into a space to where they're really not only learning from you and the immense value that you have to offer, but how are they learning from each other? How are they leaning into each other? And how do you kind of facilitate that within the work that you do with other people? Yeah, this is a great question. I'm going to take everybody back for a second if yes. you're okay with that. I was like, let's go. Time machine. Yeah, time machine. In. So we're going back to 2017 when I left my school teaching job and I moved into Manhattan, New York City with my husband to go all in on this cute side hustle that I had been doing already for five years. And at the time, I thought I was going to be like the next Jillian Michaels. I Truly, like that was the yes. goal. Biggest loser vibes. Totally. <laughs> Just like famous trainer mm -hmm. type of a thing. And so long story short, I did what I knew, which was a lot of one-on-ones. So I was working with one-on-one -on -one clients in person, one-on-one -on -one clients online. And very quickly, I burnt myself out. So yeah. about two months after leaving my job, I'm on the floor, literally crying, hands in my mm -hmm. face, on my knees, Mike walks in and we were waiting for a call back from the doctor because I was going through not my first, but my second breast cancer scare, mm -hmm. adrenal fatigue, the whole thing. So yeah. at that moment, it was like everything has to change. And so we decided, or I decided to use the group model that I had been doing as a gymnastics coach, as a school teacher, as a group fitness instructor. And so I transitioned my entire business from one-on-one -on -one to one-to-many and within two months scaled from about 10K months to 50K months yeah. and had all of this time back. And I was like, literally helping four or five times more people making more money and I had more time back. So I had this revelation in 2017 that we can do this in a group capacity. Now, the biggest myth or belief a lot of times is that, well, what I do or what I teach can't be done in a group. Yeah. And for example, we work with a lot of health and fitness professionals. So a lot of times nutritionists and dietitians, it's like, well, I do stool samples and I do gut testing and this has to be one-on-one -on -one or I'm a relationship coach and people don't want to share their deepest, darkest secrets and their wounds with other people. Mm -hmm. But what I have found is that when we actually do it collectively together, we go so much further. It's like yeah. that African proverb, right? It's like you want to go fast, go alone. You want to go far, go together. Yeah. Yeah. So similarly to the table, I started taking this approach of come with me rather than look at me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I started in 2012 when I first started my page because I was doing bodybuilding competitions. It was literally like, I don't know what I'm doing, baby dear. Yeah. Come <laughs> with me. Like, let's figure it out together. And yeah. it doesn't mean you have to compete, but let's watch this journey together. And my first business Facebook page in 2012 was literally called Jess's Journey Stepping Out Onto the Stage. Dead. <laughs> So I've always just taken this come with me approach, not like a holier than thou look at me. It's not about where I am. It's about what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And I I deeply believe that just is more helpful for people. So sometimes even trainers, it's like the trainer with an eight pack is not necessarily as relatable as the one who's going through the journey of yeah. health. So with business, with anything else, I'm a huge advocate for creating the table, creating the room, getting the people that are like-minded going through the same thing together, and then all authentically and vulnerably walking through the process together because we just learn so much more. Yeah, you're totally right. And I think it's there's something to be said about we were quite literally designed to exist in community. Yes. If you go back in time and look back in history, like communal, tribal societies, mm -hmm. that's how we were designed to exist. Yeah. Um, and if you lost your community, there was... Yeah 
death on at hand. Like you were likely not going to survive. Right. Yeah, we need those people around us. And right. that has not changed. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think it's so fascinating because I do think that there is a little bit of a roadblock for people mentally, especially in different industries and certain spaces where it does feel a little intimate or vulnerable. And people may have the perception, maybe if you're listening, this is you, right? You have the perception within your business where, you know, oh, nobody's going to want to share that or it's too deep, it's too raw. But there's actually such great power in creating a space where people feel seen and heard and yep. understood. And they're like, man, I'm not alone. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to feel so isolating for people. And I think there's just so much like special power in that and yeah. being the person who is willing to create that space for other people. Yeah. And I think you do an excellent job of this, even with people who don't necessarily work with you in a formal capacity, even through your content and your messaging, whether it's through emails or whether it's through social media. Um, in your session with us, you talked a lot about organic content and how to really create an experience for people, right? Yeah. You create so much value, but you also allow us to go along that Jess's journey <laughs> <laughs> with you to see like, oh, she's actually a real human. Yeah. And like, she's been through some hard shit and like she's got a story just like I have a story and I think that allows people to really feel that connection to you as an individual yeah have you ever run into an issue in your experience whether it's through a container that you've hosted or maybe another that you've participated in as a um, participant rather than a facilitator where you've seen people kind of want to open up and be met with either some resistance or judgment tell us about kind of how that has gone yeah absolutely for me i haven't necessarily felt that there are days where i'm like i can't believe i'm about to hit post yeah but it's for the greater good, right? It's not about me mm -hmm. or it is and it's healing for me. So just two days ago, I had shared with my email list and on social media, my recent loss that I had. Yeah. That was for me mm -hmm. as much as it was for everybody else. I feel very like there's a struggle for me to move forward and do business as usual and create content and just talk about the business stuff without sharing. Yeah. It's like the Instagram versus reality. And it's not that I owe anyone anything or you have to share. You do not have to share your personal life stuff with your business if you don't want to. But for me, it's like, it's cathartic, it's healing. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's all the facets of myself, right? As a human. Yeah. And I think the conversation goes so much deeper too than just grief and loss and infertility and struggle. It's how do you show up for life or business when life is lifing? It's mm -hmm. how do you show up when you're the face of the brand? How do you show up? Because that's the conversation I'm having behind the scenes with my clients and friends. Yeah. And so it's like, well, if I'm having this conversation on repeat with clients and friends in real life, why, why is nobody talking about it on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the stance that I take. So I haven't necessarily had a struggle with sharing, but I definitely have a lot of clients and friends who do. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. And I do have a ton of friends whose brands are the opposite mm -hmm. where they don't share and it's yeah. it's not a facade in a negative way but it's like that's their brand their brand is yeah. this elevated you know creation that that they've made sure and they keep it as that and that's okay you yeah. know so i think it's knowing this is where you go into branding where it's like the first part of branding is mm -hmm. not colors and font it's yeah. actually it's values mm -hmm. and what are your core values what's the ethos of your business yeah. what's the mission what's the vision and for us at dbe uh 
team included, yeah. integrity is number one, always has been on a personal level and with the business. And if I'm not being fully truthful, then I don't feel that I'm in integrity because yeah. the word integrity means honoring your word. Mm-hmm. So um, with that, it's also just being vulnerable, being transparent, being with the come with me approach, not the look at me. Mm-hmm. Because there is a time and place in your own That's journey true. where the gap gets bigger. And so I look, I started 12 years ago in this space. Again, I'm like, can we just grandma, grandma, you are so grandma and young looking. (laughs) Well, thanks. Thanks. (laughs) But my point being, it's like some of my clients who are at the beginning of their journey, I've been doing this 12 years. That gap is huge. So how can I make the gap smaller? How can I really bring it down to I get it? Just Mm -hmm. because maybe I've made more money or I've done more launches doesn't mean I don't go through things as a human. Right. Like, of course I do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there is something to be said about understanding your own boundaries, your own levels of comfort. This is going to look different for everyone. Yeah, 100%. Right? It's so funny because I get messages all the time through social media where people will comment on my like car line chronicles so if you're new here i have three tiny humans the pickup line is chaos and i had started a couple years ago this like car line chronicles where i just talk in the car and i'm like in the car stuck in the parking lot and i just talk about like random things right it's not necessarily any specific topic or anything like that but i get comments all the time that are like i look forward to your car chats yep like it just feels real but the irony also is that so many of the women who are saying that are likely watching yeah. in the car in the line <laughs> yeah like because it's the same yeah. like attracts like and so they're really resonating because they're in the car scrolling mm-hmm. and it's like well this is really valuable or this is really fun or i know Haley's going to give me a funny story right so let me tune in and it's something that they look forward to and the consistency of you mm-hmm. doing that is what creates the brand totally and i have personally kind of a hard boundary around sharing like photos of my kids sure. on my business social so not that it never happens but it's very few and far between and that's just an own personal boundary for me that I've chosen but I talk about them all the time yeah and so I think if you're listening and you're like oh I just you know I'm not sure it's like an all or nothing it doesn't have to be that either you can really find what are the people like how are they connecting to you what are those things I use the phrase like what's your sauce like your secret sauce Mm -hmm. what are the things that people feel connected to you on what are the hills you'll die on what are the things that are personal but really set you apart and allow people to connect with you on a personal level and that is going to draw people in right and i think that is just so important in creating that space for people and just holding it for them and then it calls in your right. people but you're you bring up such a good point because you don't have to share their faces but you are sharing that yeah. you're still a mom which that in itself is what people are drawn to mm-hmm. because oh she gets me oh yeah. you get it you're busy you're a mom I've actually, <laughs> I was told no uh, a year ago, an incredible dream client, we were talking about our elite mastermind. Mm-hmm. And at the very last moment, she's like, I'm so sorry. It's just, I don't want you to like get hurt by this, but you're not a mom. And I really want to work with a coach who's a mom. Okay. And and at first I was kind of like, what? A little triggered. Yeah. yeah. Especially because I'd just gone through a loss and it's sure. like, not for a lack of trying, yeah. you know? But oh. then I was like, no, I get that though. Yeah. I totally get that because even though I'm not a mom yet, yeah. my coaches for the last seven years have been men mm-hmm. and they don't get everything yeah. that I'm going through. And that's because we're so different, right? And there's so many like elements of the business where I'm like, oh, I see how that would be really beneficial to want to work with someone. It's sure. like working with someone who's in the same industry as you or has the same background as you. Yeah. And there, an immediate connection happens. So for the person listening who is like, 
but how much do I have to share? It's the tiniest thing of, I have an older brother. <gasps> Me too. Yeah. I went to University of Rhode Island. <gasps> Me too. Mm-hmm. It's that little tiny thing. It's not all of your deepest, darkest traumas. It's just when you show up as yourself and you share parts of your life, for me, fashion is a huge part of it. Yeah. It's like that's where people it's get like bought in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get bought in. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's literally why I texted you this morning. It was like, what, what are you wearing? <laughs> I was like, she's a creative girly. She was probably piecing together what she has left of her luggage from being out of town for a couple of weeks on travel. Yeah. Um, I think it's so funny. I was on a mastermind trip back in the fall, and a friend and I were walking to the beach early in the morning. We had both gotten up, and we were, you know, just wanting to go sit and kind of chill. And we're having a conversation around expectations. Mm. And it really, I just thought of it when you were talking, because I think sometimes, we allow ourselves to be triggered by things that aren't like it's not that deep and I mean that in a sense of like we need to have a certain set of expectations on who's going to be a certain thing for us Mm -hmm. and what we're going to be for somebody else like I would never go to my unmarried friend for marriage advice right right like I would never go to my non-believer friend for faith advice I would never go to fill in the blank whatever that looks like for you it doesn't make that person bad It just means they're not that for you. And I think when we're able to release that, where I'm reading a book right now called Find Your People by Jenny Allen, and she really talks a lot about those expectations. Like, we expect our challenger friend to be soft, or we expect Mm -hmm. our soft friend to be the challenger, or fill in the blank with all these different things. And it's like, what if we actually just allowed them to be what they are? Yeah. And just, like, bless and release on everything else and just, like, love that they are that for us or we get to be that for somebody else. Yeah. And I think when we're able to do that, it's, like, cathartic in a way where it's, like, oh. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I love the conversation of expectations. I read a book. Have you read Expectation Hangover by Christine Hassler? No. <gasps> it's so good. Add to cart. I read it a couple years back. <laughs> okay. And it's the theory around it is an expectation is a promise that was broken that was never made. Yeah. Interesting. So you create this promise in your mind that yeah. something is supposed to be, even though the other person didn't sign off on it. Right. And then when they break that promise or they play outside of your rules, then you're left disappointed. So really, it's on you. Mm. And I always say expectations equal experience. Yeah. So you have to set yourself or other people up for those things. So that's exactly what you're doing. It's sort of knowing the people in your life and the roles they play in the movie. Yeah. I love and it. And even when you're going into, I don't know why I'm so stressed that this why? is not recording, you guys. Well, <laughs> if anything, we have one side of it on oh, my yeah. mic. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Listen, we're just, we're honest and real around here. I'm like, this is so good. Please tell me it's recording. Um, okay. I love that so much. And I think it is like, even when we're going into mentorship, mm-hmm. when we're seeking mentorship for our business, or for life, right? Like wherever we're looking. Again, realistic expectations of what you're looking for out of this mentor. What is their zone of genius? What are they really showing up for? Like, no offense, they're not your personal assistant. (laughs) They're not your life coach, or maybe they are. And if they are, they're probably not your business coach, right? right? What is their, um, you know, area of expertise? How are they serving you? And is that in alignment with what you actually need? Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. I can tend to be a bit of an impulsive decision maker when it comes to things that get me really excited about the future of my business or life, et cetera. And I'm like, add to cart, add to cart, add to cart. And then I'm like, did I actually need this right now? It's so interesting how we all work so differently. I'm not like that at all. 
Yeah, I would. I guess I'm a little bit more analytical. I think I've just been doing it for a while, so I come back to myself a lot. Yeah. And I ask myself questions. So my favorite word, my favorite word is interesting. Hmm. And so anytime, interesting. yeah, like I even feel myself wanting to because I'm in the moment, in the hype. Like, for example, yeah. a lot of times when you, when you go to live events, yeah. they'll get you, they'll like build you up so yeah. high. Yeah. You're jacked. You're jacked. Adrenaline. And then they drop an offer. And mm-hmm. of course you pull out your phone and you want to do the thing. Right. And for me, I sit with it and there's just so much power in the pause. And I go, interesting. Mm. What about this is calling me in? What do I think that I need? How? Yeah. What is making me feel this way right now? And why am I searching outside of myself? Because with mentorship, especially, it's not a magic wand. I'm not going to build your business for you. And it doesn't work through osmosis. So if you join my program or you come into a coaching container, your problems don't just disappear and you're not magically going to start making money or having success because you swiped your credit card. It doesn't work that way. So for me, it's like, all right, what am I looking for? Can I get this somewhere else? Can I do I actually have access to this right Mm -hmm. now? I just haven't tapped into it. And if so, then like, interesting, what's holding me back from tapping into it? And can I really come to a place where it's like back to the empowered self of I probably have the answers inside of me. For sure. I think we were talking before the episode just about this year and like looking at whether it's mentorship or experiences and really being conscious about doing our diligence with like, is this a line Mm -hmm. or do I have FOMO? Yeah. And there is a difference. There is. And it's okay though sometimes to lean into like it's just for fun. It's just FOMO, proximity. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's knowing yourself. So there's three A's. Okay. There's three A's to Tell everything us. in life. I was like, here comes the teacher. Let's go. <laughs> Get a pen. Write this down. <laughs> A number one is awareness. Mm-hmm. This is awareness of how you feel, your habits, your thoughts, your behaviors, who you're hanging out with. It's awareness of, of where you're at in your business, your data, your metrics. It's being aware. Awareness is the key. If you don't have awareness, it's like you're you're following with a blindfold on, yeah. right? So once you're aware of those things, the second A is acceptance because you have to accept where you're at without judgment, without shame, without but I should mm-hmm. or she is or he is. So it's accepting the feeling. It's accepting where you're at in your financials, whatever it yeah. would be. It's accepting without any judgment or without fill in the blank. And then the third A is where most of us don't do. Okay. It's where most of us avoid And the word is not avoid. The word is action. Mm. So now it's how do we take aligned action moving forward for where we want to go? But most of us get stuck in, I call it consumptionitis, Mm -hmm. infobesity, in the getting ready, in the, the, I'm not there yet. I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to do more. And it's like, actually, action breeds confidence and action breeds clarity, ABC. Mm -hmm. So having the awareness, having the acceptance, and then taking the action is going to move you forward in whatever transformation you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we can reflect on like what do I need right now yeah right like instead of I don't know I'm like such a visionary and then I tend to squirrel because I'm like looking (laughs) my brain is looking a year ahead three years ahead five years ahead and I'm like this 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 and I lose sight of like what's right in front of me Mm -hmm. that needs to happen right now and even with this podcast like I wanted to start a podcast a year ago and I'm so glad like that power of the pause that you were saying I'm so glad I sat with it because last year I had like the hardest year with my health that I've had ever. Yeah. It was a literal cluster and just trying to really get better aligned with like taking care of myself and like figuring out what it is that I needed to do and I needed to be prioritizing and boundaries I needed to set. It wasn't the right time. If I would have launched it then, it wasn't the right time because that's not what I needed right now. Yeah. What I needed right now is to take care of myself and actually really assess how I was showing up and serving people. And in that time, in that power of the pause time, I found 
I actually don't really like what I'm doing mm. and decided to completely redesign my offers and the way that I serve people. Yeah. And if I would have just kept, you know, trudging Pushing on, forward. <laughs> right, I wouldn't have addressed all the things that needed to be addressed and really now be showing up in a way that feels more aligned than I've ever felt. Yep. Like I, I can't even explain how good it feels, but I would not have created space for myself to do that. Right. And so you would have just kept like packing it on and burning yourself out. There's so many tools and skills and resources and people that we collect along the way. And so I love Steve Jobs quote. Yeah. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back Mm -hmm. and you have to trust that they'll appear. And so all these moments and these lessons and these people and these resources that we collect along the way, these are like little dots on the journey. Yeah. And we all want to rush this journey. But at the end of the day, the only time you get to the finish line is when you're no longer here. So not to be morbid, but yeah. like, what's the rush? And right. forward is a pace. Yeah. Like, you had to grow through things to get to where you are today to feel so aligned. Mm-hmm. And sitting here next year, a year from today, there's going to be a ton more things that you know, and you could right. have pirouetted and pivoted again. Yeah. But it's like, that's the journey. And we get so caught up in comparing ourselves to everybody's feed and what they're doing and how quickly it's happening or so they say Mm -hmm. and we try to rush the the evolution and you can't rush the evolution yeah i love that you shared like looking back because i think a lot of times too we associate a certain level of shame with our failures or things that haven't gone well and maybe you're looking at somebody else and you're comparing yourself and you're like oh they've never had hard times or they've (laughs) never done this and it's like girl of course they have yeah first of all but also i think if we're able to really step back and say my experiences are data Mm-hmm. Like, take your feelings out of it. Any of these experiences are data for you to utilize to make future decisions. Yep. Did that go well? Yes or no. What could have been done better? Yes or no. Or, you know, whatever those things are. And I heard a quote on Instagram, random, you know, doom scrolling. And <laughs> it actually has stuck with me so deep where I'm like, I think about it all the time. And it said something, I'm going to paraphrase, but something along the lines of like the difference between high achieving individuals and low achieving individuals is the amount of time that they allow themselves to sit in failure. Hmm. High achieving individuals will have, or I'm sorry, low achieving will have a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a bad year, etc. High achieving individuals will have a bad 15 minutes. Yep. And I think that's not to say if you're having a bad month, you're a terrible human. It's more of a mindset shift right. of like, why am I going to allow this experience to completely debilitate, derail, you know, my progress or my vision, et cetera? It's not that deep. Like, right. take the information. What can I learn from this? And we move on. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, for whoever out there needs to hear that, I think just really shifting your mindset around it's just data. Yeah. And like I we take that. that as an experience and then we move forward with it. Good, bad or indifferent, right. whatever that looks like. And it's not all going to be sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and for anybody. Yeah. Right. But that's like the other stuff that gets passed around Instagram. Like, did you have a bad day or did you have a bad five minutes? Right. And it's January right now when we're recording this. There are people who have literally thrown the towel in on their goal for the year because they're like, oh, I didn't do it the last three weeks. It's like, what? Well, then just stand up and try now start now do it again you know so mm-hmm. i would agree with you and i love the whole data thing because you know how i feel i'm like i'm a scientist <laughs> in my life and business yes. so 
math is the path. Give me all the data. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you find that you see when you're working with students in any capacity, where do you find most people struggle? Do you feel like it's like thematic? Do you feel like it's kind of all over the map or do you see any common threads? Oh, it's it, there's only one thing. Oh, interesting. One thing. Okay. doesn't matter what you're trying to do. Yeah. It's it's taking action. Mm. It's getting over yourself. It's getting out of the way okay. so that you can take action. Literally, it doesn't matter if you're trying to lose weight, if you want to find a new person to fall in love with, if you're trying to build a business, if mm -hmm. you're wanting to go live on Instagram for the first time. It's like you have to just do it. Yeah. I mean, Nike nailed it. They just really did. It. Like just literally, there's literally. no other. That's it. You cannot get more ready. Mm -hmm. The only way you are ever ready is when you've done something before. The only time you ever feel confident. Yeah. Ready is an illusion. Yeah. So you you have to, you quite literally have to. I share stories all the time. Back in the day, I was a waitress and a bartender. And I'll never forget. I mean, I did it for 10 years. But the first time I went to go get a job, it was like every single restaurant I walked into was would say the same thing. Oh, we don't hire anybody without experience. And it's like, mm. but how am I supposed to get experience if nobody will hire me? Yeah. Somebody please hire me. I don't care at this pick point. Me, pick yeah, me. I'm like going to the darkest alley and I'm just like, I don't Sketchy. care. This isn't safe, but like hire me, please. Yeah. That's it though. It's like we think that we can't get hired until we have the experience, but we have to get the experience first. Yeah. So the thread throughout 100% is mm. us. We are the biggest bottleneck yeah. in our life. So it's you. You're the problem. The it's problem you. Is, I was just going <laughs> to say the same thing. Yeah. But that's, again, where awareness comes in. Yeah. And then acceptance. And then, like I said, you have to take action. Mm -hmm. Messy. Messy action. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of that probably comes from fear. Of course. Or, um, you know, if you're afraid to be a beginner or be uh, interpreted as a beginner because you just have this different perception that you want yeah. people to have of you. And what if I mess up and what's going to happen? And it's like, again, it's not that deep. But, Nobody cares more than you. But your your brain is doing its job. So that's mm -hmm. your ego. Yeah. And your ego is literally doing its job and it's protecting you mm -hmm. from danger. Yeah. Except it's not a saber tooth tiger. <laughs> It's not like it's it's this Instagram live. Not prehistoric. Exactly. So don't judge yourself. Yeah. Accept that your brain is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Be so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And then you, the driver of the bus, get to go. Hold on. Let me take a deep breath because breath yeah. is actually what brings us back to grounded. Mm -hmm. Calm your central nervous system and ask yourself, like, am I really in danger here? What What is the worst case scenario? Yeah. What is the worst case scenario? It flops. I look stupid. I mess up. Nobody buys. I have to get a second job. Mm -hmm. What like what's the worst case scenario? It's not going to be. It's not going to be that bad. Yeah. Yeah. You're like and and what? Like okay, that happens and what? And then what's the best case scenario? Right. It goes well. It goes the way you want it to. You learn something. Yeah, it connects you feel with more confident. one person who needed to hear it. Exactly. Yeah, I think that that's huge. And I do think that I was just telling somebody last night at a networking event, she's like, how do you do this? Like, you're so natural and it's just like organic and whatever. And I said, first of all, we're not the same. Mm -hmm. We're not the same yeah. person. And second of all, it's just getting reps in. Yep. And I'm like, you got to do the work and you just got to keep showing up and it will get easier. Yep. You know, especially I see that all the time with people afraid to go face the camera mm -hmm. where they're like, oh, my gosh, like it's debilitating. And, you know, what are people going to say? And I'm like, actually, go live because then you can't second guess it. You're just, you know what else, this though? This is what it is. So much of the fear of the face to camera is like, what are people going to say? But and also the fear is that if no one is there. 
most likely there will not be a lot of people there. You're actually in the best place yeah. that you'll ever be. To test it. Yes, because as your business grows or whatever it is that you're growing or doing, mm-hmm. there will be more eyeballs. I am I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, I have a healthy envy of your starting position. When you do your first launch, there is no data. You yeah. have no metrics. There's no baseline. You're literally throwing spaghetti at a wall. You have nothing to compare it to. Yeah. When you're on your 112th launch, 150th launch when you're in your 15th launch it's like yeah now there's a little there's a different expectation that you have for yourself Mm -hmm. so like you're in the most beautiful place as a beginner because you're just shooting your shot yeah totally yeah talk to me about the kind of dichotomy between the difference of being the big fish or the little fish in rooms so when it comes to mentorship whether you're the mentor or you're the mentee yeah how important is it to have both mm-hmm. and how does that like how do you show up in both of those capacities to make sure that you're really being in your right self in that lane does that make sense yeah this is such a fun question no one's ever asked me this so my brain while you were talking initially went to i don't believe in balance mm-hmm. in any capacity yeah so i see things as more of a seesaw it's kind of a, a dance there's yeah. a harmony a little left little right little up little down mm-hmm. So I don't think that there's a perfect balance. I think you have to ask yourself, where am I at? What season am I in? What do what do I need? What does my business need? Mm-hmm. Because there are two things that are going to happen. When you're the so-called big fish, mm-hmm. that might be great for exposure, media, potential clients, clout, authority, mm-hmm. stuff that could maybe have a return on the investment sure. in that capacity. When you're the smaller fish, that's going to be more behind the scenes and internal where the growth is going to come in with the network, the relationships, the things that you're learning, the strategies, mm-hmm. um, the expansion of, wow, what's possible, right? The belief of what's possible because of other people in the room. Yeah. I think both are very important, and I always am in both rooms, mm-hmm. but there's not a numerical percentage mm-hmm. or yeah. split. Fair. It's kind of like, what do I need and what does the business need? And I'll tell you, for us, the business for the last three years has been very much focused on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and there's this dance. And so... For the beginning couple years of the business, and I'm talking about like when I quit my nine to five and yeah. started building my team, it was very front end focused, very heavy on content and marketing, exposure, media, speaking on stages. And then naturally what happens is when you're filling and you're now gaining customers and clients, the energy and the focus naturally is going to shift to the back end of the business with customer fulfillment, customer success, onboarding, mm-hmm. fixing, tweaking, stuff like that. Yeah. And so for the last three years, we've been very heavy focused on the back end of the business. We've scaled the team. We've got all these people, all these systems, really turning it into a machine so that I don't have to be there all the time. And now we're at a place where we're like, we're kind of all tapping our foot, everyone on the team going, <laughs> you know, okay, we're in a place now where that's all good. Like, let's shift the balance a little and like, let's get you back out there and really start to focus on the front end of the business again. Not that we ever stopped. Like I never stopped creating content. I wasn't not speaking on stages. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't the sole focus. And so there's this kind of back and forth. And so with that comes the same thing of the rooms. It's like, to go from the maybe the smaller to the bigger to the smaller to the bigger fish and and playing with that. And I think it's really interesting because I think the small fish, big fish is so much perception too. Oh, yeah. Right? Because what does that mean? Is it income level? Is it visibility? Is it literally just how they carry themselves and present in person, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's so many different layers. And I think sometimes we get in our own heads about, you know, whether we're going into rooms in person or we're connecting Mm -hmm. in an online space where we're like, oh, I don't fit in here or these are my people or I'm way out of my league or whatever that might look like. And 
that may not necessarily be true. Yeah. And oftentimes the, the things that are being taught within those rooms, no matter whether you're making $50,000 a year, $500,000 a year, could still be topics that are really relevant for 100%. everyone. It's just in a different capacity at a different scale. But the foundation and fundamentals mm -hmm. of the content can cascade across yeah. people of all kind of varying places in business. Yeah. I, the approach that I've taken, though, over the years as I've gotten older is no matter where I am, I treat myself as a small fish. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the smartest in the room, even yeah. if I even if I quote unquote am. Sure. I'm still there's curiosity mm -hmm. and interesting. And why is that? And can you teach me that? And can you share that with me? And something that I always do. And we did this the other day. The mm -hmm. first thing I said to your gals was do yourself a favor today. And when I say something, if you've heard it before, catch yourself in your brain wanting to say like, I already know this or yeah. like, yeah, but because you're just shooting down a gift that somebody is giving you mm -hmm. and you're not receiving it. And there are a lot of times that we'll hear something for the second, third, twelfth time. And it just hits differently because mm -hmm. truly when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And so there's a reason I've been with my mentor for four years. We keep joining the room because there's stuff he taught us in year one that we didn't fully grasp, we didn't really yeah. get, or we didn't have the capacity to implement in the business. And now it's like all these things I've learned and done over the years, now I'm finally in a place where I'm like, oh, 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 okay, okay, I totally get it. <laughs> That's what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. So as you grow and evolve, so does your business, so does your relationships, so does your social media. And so it's your job to continuously be a student, mm -hmm. be a small fish. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think it's also like that evolution is so important to think about because you're gonna be in a different season mm -hmm today as you are a year from now, five years from now. And I think when we think about our community, we have to also understand that relationships are going to serve us in a different way or may or may not. And that's okay too. And when we're looking for that, like what we need as our business and as life evolves, we have to understand that like everyone may not come with you. Yep. And I don't mean that in like a nasty sense, but I just mean like there's people that I was friends with in high school mm -hmm that I just, in this season of life, that's not front of mind for me. It doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean anything happened. There's no tea. There's no yeah. juicy anything. <laughs> it just means that like the rooms that you're putting yourself in with your time and energy are going to ebb and flow. Like right. you kind of alluded to before, that kind of pendulum shift of like that's going to move back and forth. And especially in seasons where we're really trying to hold true to our boundaries. Like you've relocated recently to be closer to family. Yep. And like that was really important for you. And when you were back there over the summer, like being present and being around them consistently obviously made an impact where you're like, this is what I want. Yeah. And so I think really leaning into like, again, it's not that something crazy happened and you're like, screw Arizona. I'm no, we here. love Scottsdale. <laughs> and I think it's just understanding. It was a hard like, move. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, it's going to be fine. And I have to do what's best for me in this season. And yeah. it doesn't make you bad, selfish, et cetera. It just also allows you to have a much more expansive mindset of like, my feet aren't in concrete. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be locked into this forever. Yeah. So how do I make the best of what I am in now? Yeah. How do I allow it to serve me and how, I, how do I serve within it? And then from there, allowing yourself to pivot along the way. I think it's slightly selfish too, though. Yeah. It is, you know, because it's... Put your oxygen mask on before you put yeah. anyone else's on. And so it's like, 
for Mike and I, what is the most important thing right now? And what do we need in this season and this chapter? And Mm -hmm. that grounded and being by family and being in nature and being back on the East Coast where we're from, not North Carolina, but the East Coast, like all of these tiny little things were like the arrows were kind of pointing in that direction. And so while it did not make logical sense and we didn't, there was part of me, it's like the, the game of the head and the heart. Yeah. We love Scottsdale. We're obsessed. Mm-hmm. And there's so much opportunity and I have so many entrepreneurial friends and the weather and I love the dryness and the it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But and also, yeah. It's not I know it's not where we're supposed to be right now and so while it didn't make logical sense financially to buy this house, like any of it, the timing was completely awful. Mm-hmm. We just kind of went with it and it was like because I know long term if we give ourselves this gift, yeah. selfishly, it will let me show up in a different way for my team and my family and our clients and, and my content and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so sli- slightly selfish. I mean, but that's okay. <laughs> and yeah. I and I mean that in that it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to have a negative connotation. Sure. Like you have to hold that. And boundaries have been a huge thing for me, especially the last year. Oh, boundaries are hard. Trying to figure out like, hey, I don't want to feel like I felt a year ago. Yeah. What do I need to do in order to do that? To I'm like, can I ask you a question? Yeah. boundaries are tough Mm -hmm. especially when a boundary has it appears as though if i drop this boundary there's an incredible opportunity yeah so i feel like there's a constant struggle between i think the quickest way to build your business is to say yes Mm -hmm. the quickest way to scale your business is to say no yeah but that line is so hard to decipher Mm -hmm. when you're a busy mom you're doing all the things you're running like 14 businesses (laughs) is it just everything is a no how do you pick like what's a yes and what's a no it is tough so i flip the script here (laughs) oh okay this is happening um it's so funny because i actually really have had to be really intentional about yeah. this. It has not, it is a evolution. I'm like, I think if the shutdown of the world did one service, it did literally none otherwise, but if it did one service, it was forcing the world to stop mm-hmm. where you really gained perspective on time. And I think really having an understanding of, okay, now that the slate is clean, now what does this look like? Yeah. And I have had to use discernment to say, am I saying yes to this out of guilt? Or am I saying yes to this because it's truly in alignment with what I want to do or how I want to spend my family's time, mm-hmm. et cetera. And so I literally have to run through a mental struggle because I, like I said earlier with the FOMO, I can tend to get in that really quick. But you have awareness. I do have awareness. And then you say, interesting, where's this interesting. coming from? And then you accept it. A hundred percent. And this has been a work in progress yeah. where I have to say, okay, does this align with what I'm focused on, what I want, what I'm craving, yes or no. Next question, does this go against any boundaries that I've put in place for myself? I don't take meetings before 10 a.m. I don't, you know, want to do more than one night event per week. Like whatever those things are for you, you know, and I kind of run it through the filter. It doesn't mean it will always be a hard no. But to your point, it creates the awareness for me to be like, okay, I did already have one other event this week, but you know, this is a different room and I've really been wanting to make this connection. You know, it's a possible power partnership, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And I will say yes, 
but in turn, I'm going to forego anything next week and kind of like making those shifts and adjustments. Um, our schedule is busy. My husband travels a fair amount for work. You know, we have the three girls. They do umpteen activities after school, plus homework and running the businesses is a lot. <laughs> and so I think for me, it's like just that awareness of literally taking everything in one at a time and yep. saying, is this in alignment or do I have FOMO or guilt? And, you know, really gauging that and being honest with myself. Yeah. Like, is this really in alignment or am I just going to have FOMO from watching it on the internet? Because there is a difference. And then does this go against any of my boundaries? And then if those answers, if it kind of passes both of those tests, then I make sure I'm really intentional about outlining what my purpose is for saying the yes. Right. So whether it's for a birthday party or whether it's for a networking event or a conference or, you know, whatever the things are, do I have things in place to be really intentional with my time while I'm there? Right. If it's a date with my husband, like we're going to both phones are going to be put away. We're going to be present. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to try to talk about something other than, you know, work and children <laughs> or whatever those things are. Yeah. And just being really intentional and present while I'm there. So good. And so I think it's it's always a work in progress. I feel better about it now than I did a year ago. But I think a lot of that comes from really getting smacked in the face of like, your adrenals are shot. Yep. You have all these other things going on. You feel like garbage. You are pounding a thousand milligrams of caffeine a day and literally can't stay awake. Um, all of these things where it was like, I told you to slow down and you did not listen. And now we're going to have you go ahead and have a seat. Yep. So I feel like um, it's not perfect. It's the feather, the brick, and then the Mack truck. Yeah. It's like just taking literally everything one by one and saying those things like, does this serve or how am I serving in this capacity? Is this in alignment for me? Maybe yeah. is a better question. I love that. Yes or no. Does this go against any hard boundaries I've created for myself? And then how am I going to be super? If it's a yes, how am I going to be super intentional at that time? Last night at this networking event that we had, one of the things that I had told them ahead of time um, to a couple of people was like, be really intentional when you're here. Like, it's a new room. It's different people that you maybe wouldn't otherwise know. You know, I know you're nervous, but that's normal and okay. Um, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I'm like, did the light turn off? <laughs> Guys, it, it time? I was like, it would, not, it would not be um, a experience here without okay. a tech oh, issue. Oh, oh there we back. go. We're well, back. Hello. <laughs> Again, we're just real around here. Um, so anyways, I think challenging them <laughs> to call. say, I know, I'm like, what is happening? Challenging them to say, is this in alignment for you? Yes or no. If yeah. you're here, what's your homework? Connect Love with that. three people you don't know. This yeah. does not have to be crazy. It does not have to be overwhelming. Like connect with people that you don't know and make sure you're purposeful with your time because you're taking time away from your family or other things that you would be otherwise doing. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what that light thing was, you guys. <laughs> I'm so distracted now. Who's the universe just giving us a wink? Okay. So um, I have one more quick question. So I feel very strongly that you have such a servant heart. Um, I think you are so selfless when it comes to the way that you serve other people and are just providing such an immense amount of value all the time. Tell us about the logic of give it all away for free, because I've literally <laughs> heard you say this so many times. And I think this is very counterintuitive for people. Yeah. And so it's like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. But what if 
then they won't buy from me because I gave it all away. Give us like the quick and dirty on give it all away for free. Yeah, this is like a flag in the sand for me, like line, hard stop. This is how I feel and believe and it's okay if you don't agree. Yeah. Um, I totally conceptually understand the idea of if you give it all all the way for free, they won't come back to buy. And I often use the analogy of when you used to go to the mall back in the day and you go to the food court and they'd give you the like little chicken on the stick and ask you to try it. And then they say, great, if you like it, do you want to buy a plate? Sure. But if they gave you a full plate of food for free, you you ate it. And then they said, great, did you like it? Do you want to buy it? You'd look at them like they have 10 heads because you're like, no, I'm, I'm full. full. Uh-huh. So conceptually, I understand it. Now, with that same analogy, though, there's this idea that music is free on the Internet. Mm-hmm. You can find it on YouTube, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music. Like, I can find the music. I can go to the Instagram account of the singer or the artist So the music is free, but true or true, do you buy tickets to go to concerts and festivals? Absolutely. Right. So why? Experience, environment, um, getting to be a part of something. Yeah. um, Getting to be like around other people. Yeah. The, the, the fashion, the memories, the food, mm-hmm. like there's so many reasons why. It's like sensory. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's it's a full, exactly, sensory full experience. experience. Yeah. So if we are willing to pay for tickets to go and this is just one of many examples, yeah. pay for something that we could get for free, then why would that be any different in your service? And so the approach that I take is I deeply believe that if you have a responsibility, I'm sorry, if you have a solution to a problem, it's actually your responsibility to share it with other mm-hmm. people, to showcase what's possible, to share the opportunity for transformation. And if you don't share that with other people, then you're literally robbing people of the opportunity for change. You're stealing from people that you don't even know. Mm -hmm. And so my whole thing is, whatever it is that you're sharing, it does not matter what business you're in, what service you're in, what industry you're in. Whatever you're teaching, I can assure you is not proprietary. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not Google giving it. you a dig. I'm not giving you a dig. <laughs> it's you. Googleable. It's not proprietary. Your method, yeah. How you be is proprietary. But like you said, because I teach the same thing, like you are the secret sauce. That is the only thing that differentiates you. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're like, yeah, but Number one, you're shooting down my gift. But also, mm-hmm. no, 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 not yeah, but. Yeah. Just because you created your own framework or methodology or put your own extra step in there, it doesn't mean that the information is not already available. You actually learn the information from another place. Yeah. Like, we've been around a long time, us humans. <laughs> yeah. It came from another place. It yeah. came from another book, a teacher. Uh, it could have come from a religious thing, a podcast, a course. It has been passed down. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you've created. And so my whole thing is... One, it's not proprietary. Two, there are hundreds of thousands of other people teaching and sharing the exact same thing that I want to. So they're going to go and get it from someone. They might as well come and get it from me for free. And people are still always going to pay for the accountability and the support because to my point before, the information's everywhere. We have infobesity. We have consumptionitis. Mm -hmm. But what we are lacking is action. Mm Mm-hmm. People will always pay for action. This is why we have personal trainers. This is why we have private chefs. Like, we we need the help. We need the accountability. The execution, yeah. Yeah, because if we didn't, it's like everybody would be at the goal that they wanted to because the information is quite literally already out there Yeah. on Google, YouTube, whatever. So, yeah, I'm just in the camp of giving it all away for free. And I, at the end of the day, I don't care if you buy or not. I'm not in it for you buying. I'm in it for you transforming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's huge. Speaking of giving it all away for free, yeah. Uh, last year I had the opportunity to attend your virtual event DBE Live, ah! and I, I mean, we had already been friends prior to that, and I, you know, was so grateful for the opportunity to be able to learn from you in a different capacity. Yeah, and I cannot tell you 
any other experience that I've ever had where so much immense value is given away for free and like things that I could take actual action on and just really be able to create that implementation between the workbook and the live sessions and the Facebook group. I was like, is this real? (laughs) Why is it free? I don't understand. And as we've got to know each other better, I'm like, no, that's just her mindset. This is like, she just wants to create this space where she's going to provide you so much immense value. And like you said, it's not proprietary. It's not something you can't find some somewhere else. But your way of teaching, your gift is really taking these high level concepts and putting them in a framework that is so understandable. People are just really able to consume it in like normal words. Right. Yeah. And we, we want to use all these flashy like buzzwords and make it fancy. And it's like no one knows what you're saying. <laughs> and so I think that is such a gift that you have. And Thank it's, you. you know, it's probably a little bit of your teacher, Thank you. your teacher history. But I think that is just such an immense gift. And I know even from our session this week with Collab, just all the feedback was like, oh, my gosh, like so many takeaways. They, this resonated with me so much. And so just being in the room virtually on DBE Live last year, I was like, damn, this is thank you crazy. So because of timing, DBE yeah. Live is coming up. It soon. is. I'm so yes. excited. I'm so freaking excited. I'm like, yeah. I'm coming again because Yay. I feel like, again, a year ago, me was not in a place to receive mm-hmm. certain things that now me, 2024 me is in a place to receive in a completely different way or maybe just hear a nugget yep. slightly differently yep. or just, you know, the mindset's different. It's like watching a movie a second or third time. Yeah. You also know what to expect. You kind of know how to show up. Yeah. Yeah. When you notice different things, mm-hmm. pick up on different things. So for everybody listening, tell us about DB Live. What yeah. is it? What is this thing that they yeah. are absolutely insane if they're not attending? Oh, thank you. One of our one of our core values and ethos is it's actually an intention for us that our free content is better than our competitors paid content. Mm -hmm. And that is like the most common DM. That's the most common message that we get during DBE live is just like mind blown emojis of this is literally better than than things I've paid for. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great. That's awesome. That's our goal. So Mm -hmm. DBE live digital business evolution live experience. It's not a webinar. It's not a masterclass. It is a full blown experience. And that's exactly why we call it that. Mm -hmm. We now run it only one time a year. So it's this massive virtual event. I do it in a studio. It's so fun. And it's, it spans across two weeks because who the heck has time to like show up day after day to <laughs> something out of a fire hose? Seriously. And I want you to be able to implement. I want yeah. you to do the homework. I want you to like have those mind through mindset little breakthroughs yeah. and journal on it or whatever that might be. So we run it across two weeks, but it is a three part live experience where we're basically lifting up the hood of what a digital business looks like. We're teaching you exactly how to create an irresistible offer, Mm -hmm. like literally giving it to you. And we are essentially giving you the plug and play framework so that you can create a scalable and sustainable and profitable six figure and beyond coaching business, like soup to nuts, the whole thing. It's literally insane, you guys. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Um, Tell us the kickoff ballpark date. Mm -hmm, Is mm -hmm. it coming up spring? February 29th is day one. Okay. February February 29th is day one. That's all you need to know. It doesn't matter. You don't need to know the details. You don't. The details are just things that are holding you back from taking action. Yeah. So all you need to know is that you just register. It's free. And then you can come to day one and you can see, test it out, what you like, what you don't. Uh, But we have thousands and thousands and thousands of people that come every time. Like you said, we've got our Mm -hmm. pop-up Facebook group where I actually do free coaching in there. We do live interaction. We run contests and it's just so fun. It's so fun. (laughs) It's so intentionally designed and just 
like serving at the absolute max. Yeah. And like I said, last year I came as an attendee. I'm going to be there again this year. Yes. I'm so excited to just have a different lens yep. to really receive your gifts. Thanks. Allow, allow them to come into my life. But that is exactly why you're at where you're at. Yeah. Like year after year, because we've been running this for years, we have seven-figure business owners that show up to this thing. They yeah. know that they're not better than. They know that they're not above or beyond. Mm-hmm. It's like actually going back to the basics and hearing these things for a second, third time, implementing them in your business that already is five, six, multiple six, seven figures. That's the entire reason why those people are successful. So it's definitely not the type of thing I say it all the time. Free does not mean less than. Do not poo-poo it and stick your nose up in the air. (laughs) Like there's something that you can learn. So good. Yeah. Literally so good. Thank you. We will put a link for DB Live in the show notes. Yeah. Um, You guys should absolutely come. It is just... I, I don't even know how to put it into words because it is so much immense value for free that you're absolutely insane if you're not taking advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> so don't come at me when you have FOMO if you decide not to come because I can't help you. Um, tell us where people can connect with you on the internet. Yeah, best place is Instagram okay. at I am Jessica DeRose. Come say hi. It's me in the DMs. That is the best place. But we're literally everywhere. YouTube and Facebook and TikTok and LinkedIn. Like I'm on everything, but Instagram is the spot. Okay. Yeah. Well, come thank say you hi. So much for being Thanks for having here. me. Such a good conversation. You guys absolutely go connect with Jess online. Come hang out with me at DBE Live. I am so, so, so excited. Thanks. And this was just such a great conversation. I'm so glad we talked to do it in person. It was even better. I know. Same, same. And in matching outfits. Yes. Twinning. Yes. All right, girl. Thanks. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm so happy that you're here. It would mean so much to me if you would head over and leave a review on the show and let me know what you think or share it with a friend. In the meantime, I'm looking forward to connecting with you in this space and I can't wait to continue this journey with you. Until next time, happy connecting. Cheers.